Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is in for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! On a night, our mighty Cox took the trip down the federal highway to take on the might of Ricky and his raging Raiders. Well, Coach Robinson would hope the young crew would step up. With Origin duties taking four of our stars, JWH and Victor out, it was going to be a tough tussle against the men from Canberra. Well, it wasn't to be our afternoon. Some missed opportunities, a close game. It was a real tussle. Our boys put in a stellar effort, but unfortunately could not get the points. Silky and Bells, we have a special guest today on Roosters Radio. Blakey Cavallaro, head of Pathways, recently had some amazing success with our Tasha Gale team and really going to get some great insights on Blakey and he's going to co-host today's show. But without further ado, Silky, firstly, welcome to Roosters Radio. How did you see it? Yeah, good afternoon, Bush. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty well there. 22-16, uh, plenty of missed opportunities by our boys. Interesting too, I had to laugh when I was watching the press conference, all two minutes of it. You know, generally Robbo is good for about six to eight minutes, but whether it was Ricky's timing, I don't know, but you could hear the, the, the Raiders doing their, their team song in the background. I was actually drowning out the interview. Disappointing, I think, is a word that comes to mind. I know Coach Robinson wasn't happy with the, the soft tries. I mean, the first one was real soft. He said we didn't deserve to win. I, I think I have to agree with that. It wasn't through lack of opportunities either. Like, you know, Satili Tupanua got brought mm. down, you know, only millimetres short a couple of times. I know Bell's a touch on the stats, but I mean, we have to start the show by just talking about the amazing performance of the two Joeys. I thought, you know, young, young Joseph Sawali coming back from his first state of origin camp, you know, that amazing try, but Joey Manu at the back, um, I know they were talking about it during the game, some record of like 28 touches or uh, I think he ran for close to 300 metres, but an amazing performance. If anything, maybe try a little bit too hard. But, he, he, uh, did. he did. He did. He did. He did everything you th expect from someone moving into Teddy's role and almost like an impersonation of how Teddy played. Well, Bells, uh, how did you see it? Yes, it definitely looked freezing down there. And it, um, I'm a bit like you, Silky. It was a little bit disappointing, unfortunately. Just very clunky football, I thought. Um, I just wasn't a fan of our fifth tackle options. Um, I just think that really let us down all game and we just didn't capitalise off, you know, we did have, we actually had the majority of the ball, well, not majority, but we had 54% of the ball as opposed to their 46, but we just didn't score off the back of it. So obviously Robbo wasn't too happy either in that press conference and I'm sure they'll learn a lot from it to take on the storm on Saturday. 
Yeah, I had to check Bell's the uh, NRL rule book just to uh, what the ruling was on. Also, <laughs> it turns out to be a bad luck charm rather than uh, than breaking the rules. But two rat's tails on the Canberra side caught my eye. I'd love to get some scissors on those. But uh, no, well, hey, we've got a couple of our own. Uh, we've got a couple yeah, this yeah, we year. Do. Yeah, <laughs> we do actually. Not as bad as long as oh, strong as the Raiders. I saw a couple of their training. We'll oh, talk about that a bit later. We'll get to the bottom of that. Well, without further ado, let's welcome our special guest host, Blakey Cavallaro, head of Pathways. Blakey, welcome to Roosters Radio. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. How did you see it on uh, Sunday afternoon? It was an interesting affair, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a bit tough. It was cold down in Canberra, but uh, in saying that, they did have a lot of footy. Uh, I guess um, they didn't capitalise on some of the, I guess, the footy they had. So, yeah, interesting. The good thing about the Sydney Roosters is that a lot of their players are vers- versatile in, in different positions. So the good thing about Robbo is that if he changes a person to a different position, they lose your jump up and... Love that opportunity. So, um, you know, for us, I think we had to capitalise on a couple of opportunities and unfortunately it didn't go our way. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Satili tried his heart out and almost got there, as you said, Silky. And then Kevin Naguama had a couple of opportunities. Even yeah. Joey Sawala, he went up a couple of times to that ball. And the Raiders seemed to put a bit of pressure on us. They did come to play. They got that fiery redhead Hornsborough, which, you know, if you heard the commentators, I heard Joey John say he watched him play for Queensland once and he took the whole New South Wales pack on. And it made me think we were one Hargraves away from a victory. I think we just that punch. Silky, you've been really impressed. And Bells, he's one of your favourites up the middle, Lindsay Collins. We just seem to miss that sort of a punch into their line that gets us on the front foot, gives Kiri that extra yard. That's what I think was missing. It's a good point. I know that if I refer back to the press conference, Coach Robinson mentioned that we lost the battle of the middle. So they were, uh, the Raiders kind of were dominant. And look, so if you're playing off the back foot, it is harder. I mean, look, if you go back to the game, and it's not like I've watched replays of it or anything like that, but watching it in real time, we had all the field possession. We just couldn't convert that field possession to points. And I suppose that's probably the disappointing thing. Maybe, uh, as Bell was alluded to, maybe some wrong options. You know, I thought we started going a bit sideways again as well. So, and look, may I just say, I I was spent the morning at Roosters HQ uh, as a guest of the club, and uh, got some really good insights. Mitch Orbison took us around. The boys were training, mm. and um, he basically said there, there'll be some tough conversations between coach and players. So, heads up for our Roosters fans. You know, it's going to be addressed. Yeah, I thought they just missed a bit of punch. You know, they did miss Hargraves and miss Lindsay Collins. And the start you set, your first one or two tackles are, are really big in the game rugby league. And I felt like on the weekend they missed that one or two punch to, to get them going, get their sets going. Yeah, and I also thought, boys, that missing those two front rowers that, you know, that we've got Lindsay and Hargraves, I, I noticed in the game that we couldn't wrap the Raiders up. They were getting mm. a lot of offloads away. That's a good point. Um, and, that's, and they were just capitalising on that, you know. The flow was coming off the back of that. So I actually thought that that had a lot to do with it as well. But it was interesting. I don't think Tarpany hit the deck three times. I, I can only count one, once or twice where they actually got him to ground. He was he was dominating uh, He's a solid us through player. the middle. But, you know, th- they couldn't put him to ground. So they were getting a good roll on with their with their back-to-back play the balls. He reminds you so much, Tarpany. He's a Kiwi national, but I so say he won't be playing Origin. But uh, Farmasua Ali, if that's the right way to say his name of the Gold Coast, who play, they're very similar, a big, big man, rangy, yeah. and they look like they're in the backs, but they're not. They're front rowers, and I suppose that's the modern-day front rower. And he was bending our line back and getting some offloads, so made it tough. Bells, you got some stats for us, I believe, on the crowd and uh, on you know on the game. Can you share some stats with us as our Roosters Radio statistician? Well, it was, as we mentioned, a very cold afternoon. I think the temp was about 9 degrees, but apparently it felt like minus 1.5, so freezing down there in Canberra, and um, only about 6,500 crowds. So. Wow. 
They definitely die felt hearts. it down there. <laughs> All the diehards. Hey, Bells, you got a stat on first half penalties because I know watching the game, it was painful to watch just the amount of, well, it was poor discipline really, but do you know how many penalties was given up in the first half? Because every time, he had it, didn't matter which, it didn't matter which team, they were always getting piggybacked out of their own half. Both of them, yeah. Seven to four, Silky. So we gave away seven penalties in the first half, wow. which is quite, that's that's a big number for a half of football. Uh, they gave away four, but our error rate was high as well in the first half. It actually evened out at the ev- end of the game. It was 11 all. However, the first half, um, it was nine to six. So we had nine big errors, I would say, that they were in that first half. Blakey, you know, you're a coach, mate. Discipline. How do you see the boys' discipline? Yeah, it'd be um, a big coach's talk at halftime. As, as we know in the game, rugby league possession is a big key thing and you give them ball away and you give them the ball in, in the right area of the football field, it's going to hurt you. So I definitely, Trent Robinson would have definitely addressed that. And it seemed like he did at halftime because they came out and didn't give many away after that. Well, I think the, the ref put his whistle back in his pocket, didn't he, for the second half, Bells? Yes, he did. So overall, the penalties were 10 to 5. So basically, we only gave away a couple in that second half. So, yep, the ref definitely put his whistle away. Well, team, uh, let's let's just get to it. Each week, we have a special moment. This one is brought to you by the Cloverly Hotel. It's the Cloverly Hotel magic moment. And Silky, uh, did you see anything out there that really caught your eye? Oh, you couldn't go past Joey Suwali's grab. Yeah. You know, I was watching the Swans play the... Melbourne the night before on Saturday night down the MCG, and he wouldn't have been out of place in a uh, in a red and white uh, vest as they do in uh, the game they play down there. Blakey, you're in and around the club uh, often, and, and you've seen many come and go over the last four years since you've been there and, and prior to that in your NRL role. Have you seen an athlete at 18 years of age walk in like Joe Sawali? No, it's it's crazy to see what an athlete he is. And you know what, with Joseph, if you do go across training, he's practicing those catches nine times out of 10. Every yeah, time right. he goes to train, that's the first thing he does. So you know, practice makes perfect, as everybody says. And um, for us, we're very fortunate that we've got an athlete like Joey uh, as part of our program and part of the NRL squad. And 18 years old, you know, he's doing some world wonders, especially at the club, that's for sure. Is it true Nick Pilata's got a second job just to afford the mortgage? Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. But no, he's a great kid off the field too. He just finished school. He, he's big in his studies. So he, he's a well-rounded kind of kid and he's a great kid to have at our club. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, Wakey, we're going to come back right after this. Speaking of great kids, you've coached quite a few of them and you've had some success this year with that. And uh, Bells, I know as a fellow female footballer, we'll be really looking forward to getting some insights into the success of the pathways we've built at the Roosters, also your year, and you've had a bit of a breakout as a a women's coach. So we're really looking forward to coming back right after this break on Roosters Radio and talking to Blakey Cavallaro, head of Pathways. (laughs) Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And uh, every week we get a special guest on Silky and Bells. And this week we've got Blakey Cavallaro from head office from HQ. He's a coach of our Tasha Gale side. He's the coach of our New South Wales under-19s women's team. He is also the head of pathways at the Sydney Roosters. And Blakey, can you just talk us a little bit through your role in the in the Roosters pathways and, and what it means and what else you do? And of course, your coaching role with the 19s women's team. So my role is head of pathways. So I look after, I guess, all the football programs, all the coaches, administrators, Anything from, I guess, Jersey flag all the way down. So my role is to create an opportunity for young male and females to come through our our system, our elite system, um, recruit, um, also develop some some players inside our program. So I have a unique role. It's a it's a great role. Every day it's it's different, and I, I love um, getting an opportunity for young males and females to come through our pathway system. 
Blake, you know, less than four years or just over four years ago, you were working with the NRL and there was a development of a female game. It has just gone from strength to strength. Would you have foreseen some of the success and roll on? It's become a juggernaut. It's so much of a joy to watch. They're playing football back in the 80s. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yes and no. That's a, that's a question. I did see it was going to evolve, but I didn't see how it evolved this quickly. It's evolved rapidly. And, and for me, like you said, it is a bit like the 80s and 90s. There's no wrestle. It's really good footy. It's really good catch pass. It's um, the tackling. There's one-on-one one on one tackles. There's two-on-one tackles. So for me, it, it reminds me watching back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, seeing the the way the female game has grown and what opportunities young teenage girls can get. It's, it's great to see. Blake, just uh, chatting about the women's game, what has the success been so far this year uh, for our junior women's teams? Yeah, it's been some really great success. So I, I head coach of the, the Tasha Gale team, so the under-19s um, Sydney Roosters team. We, we're fortunate enough that um, we came, ra- came away with undefeated premiers. So we're the first ever, I guess, team at the Sydney Roosters to win that Tasha Gale premiership. The Tasha Gale competition has only been going for about, I think, six or seven years. So um, it's, it hasn't it's, hasn't happened overnight. It's taken some really good success in uh, developing young females coming through our system. So that's been a really great I reckon succession plan in regards to our female pathways, our Central Coast Roosters uh, in the country champs have gone undefeated as premiers. Um, and then recently our NRLW um, has become the premier. So across all our female pathways, there's all tick, tick, ticks and all wins. And, you know, we're going all the right places. Bells and Silky had the pleasure of interviewing Tasha Garland. She's got some amazing stories of her journey. Do you have much to do with her? And, and, and is she much of an influence on what's happening? Yeah, definitely. We um we chat regularly throughout the season. Um, we text each other on, on regular occasions about footy. A little story, a little story about um in the state of origin camp last year when I was the head coach. She uh she brought her ever first her first ever jersey she ever wore in the state of origin game, and wow. to be honest, it, it was unbelievable. And she told me she had to buy her state of origin jersey by going to a local pub and trying to give out money to make sure that she could play. It's just crazy the, the stories that the women have done to to get to where it has to be now in the women's game. Absolutely. It should be noted too, Tasha Gale is the sister of both Scotty Gale yeah. and Brett Gale, who both played at the Roosters in the 80s. I, I remember both of them um, when I was a kid watching them at the, the old sports ground. As Great probably do too, Bush. Absolutely. Like, I want to just touch on the boys. I mean, we've, we've focused a bit on the women here, but our young junior reps, so our, our Harold Matts, they made the semis this year. Our SG ball, unfortunately, got beat, uh, you know, they're leading by the length of the straight and got run down and got beaten the GF. No, and don't mention currently, our, our flag, who's once again coached by, he's just a, a great coach of young men, Tony Barnes, they're sitting um, high and proud up there in uh, number one position. So, mate, talk us a bit about the, the pathways for the, for the young men. Yeah, definitely. So we, we've had some really good success, I guess. This season's probably been the best that the club has ever seen. Harold Matthews came in second after the um, after the normal competition rounds. Unfortunately, in the semi-final, just got beat. Um, and then in our SG ball, we were, we were undefeated minor premiers and unfortunately got got beat. We were up 20-0 and I don't know what happened at halftime. <laughs> but yeah, it, was, it wasn't a great great vision to see that second half. Felt like a dream, to be honest. And and then our Jersey flag, yeah, they're coming first on top of the table here. So we've, you know, we've got some... I guess some unique players, some a, a, new, a unique way way we're developing young boys also in our system, and it's just it's just been awesome to see the club and the club around, and especially the people up top and Robbo, and seeing exactly what they're seeing, what the produ- production line is looking like. It's yeah, it's great. And there's also a relationship between the Roosters and the Caviti 
silver tails, which are predominantly Fijian team coming through the Ron Massey Cup. Once again, another pathway where they're encouraging, you know, young young Fijian to to train in the gyms that they've set up. Stevie Driscoll and Petro Sivanasiva setting up gyms in small villages in Fiji and giving these young players an opportunity. I mean, growing up, rugby union was the the primary sport over there, the national sport, but I believe that rugby league is taking a real stranglehold because of such initiatives. Tell us about that relationship. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to see young Fijian boys just get an opportunity, especially in Australia and in Sydney. So uh, yeah, we, we've sort up a kind of partnership over the last couple of years that's kind of got um, a team over here to play in the Ron Massey Cup, so like the third tier competition. Yep. So we we have some relationship there where boys would come back and even play Jersey Flag yep. or play even the New South Wales Cup. So there's an opportunity to hopefully see a young Fijian player um, play first grade at the Sydney Roosters. So, Blake, it begs the question then, and, you know, this is one that Roosters fans get a lot off their, uh, you know, the, 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 the rugby league fans out there. Roosters don't develop juniors. I mean, you've just given us some great examples of, of how we're doing it via our pathways. But what do you say to the, the people out there that say we don't develop juniors? Yeah, I get this question a fair bit. And people don't know what, what happens in regards to the lower grades. And and for us, um, 70% of our Harrow Matthews players are actually from a local junior club. So 70% of that, I don't know many other junior rep teams have that quota in regards to the small kind of junior league base we have. But for us, I've been in the job for over four years now and I've developed some programs to help local juniors come through our system. We And we run a, in a winter, we run a, I guess, in a development or kind of academy program that's across our 13s all the way to our 16-year-old boys. So we're capturing young boys at 13 years old. We're, we're skill developing them and we're getting them right to get ready to play Harry Matthews. So if you look at four years down the track now, we've got kids, Harry Matthews, who are competing and playing second. We've got our Eshi ball that are at the top of the table. So these programs um, are starting at a young age and it's starting for local kids in the area. So yeah, we haven't got many junior league clubs, but we're trying to promote and trying to develop better and young males both on and off the field in those programs. So Blakey, there are many kids that listen to the Roosters radio and uh, they're in the local junior league and, and some of those great clubs, you know, the, the great Paddington Colts, Silky from Bondi United and uh, and then Cloverley Crocodiles. How does a young kid who has aspirations of being the next Joey Manu, the next uh, James Tedesco, what's he got to do? Yeah, so like I, like I talked about before, under-13s get a bit of a taste um, to be part of it, an elite program that runs over the whole um, winter months. They, they train 12 sessions. They play against other development I guess, other teams, other districts. So that's a little bit of a taste for a young kid coming through. So if 11, 12-year-old is is playing footy in the local area, they will give him an opportunity to wear a Sydney Roosters jersey at 13 years old. Now, lastly, Blake, you are the New South Wales under-19 women's coach. It's state of origin time, mate. Can you, you know, shine a light on what's happening, uh, you know, as far as New South Wales Rugby League uh, with the women's under-19s? Throughout the season, throughout the Tash Gale season especially, I've been watching a lot of girls each each and every week. And uh, for me, tomorrow I actually go up to Nationals. This is a national tournament um, for females. So it's a women's tournament uh, for the under-19s competition. So I go up there and I watch uh, a team of city. So they pick 20 girls um, in the city under-19s and they pick 20 um, girls in the country under-19s. So I got to select a squad of, I guess, 22 out of that um, next week. And then we go into camp the following week. So... Uh, for me, over the last couple of months, I've been watching a lot of footy. I've been um, processing on what that looks like. We had some really good success last year. So I'm just trying to try and balance out what that looks like this year with, with different players. And at the moment, I don't know what my team looks like. That's a scary part of it. It's only two weeks away. But 
Um, this time last year, when I went up to nationals, I thought I had a team ready to go. But as soon as I got the nationals, these some of these cool girls that stood out was I had to pick him in my team, and I'm glad I did pick him because we did come away with a win. Well, Blake, thanks for shining a light on on our junior pathways, and it's great for our fans to get a bit of a a better understanding about what's going on in and around our junior development. Stick around, mate. We're going to uh, look at our game against the Storm. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. Roosters fans, with the State of Origin series just around the corner, there's no better place to watch it than the Clovelly Hotel. Catch all the action live and loud on two giant screens, both inside and out, plus 10 TVs showing the game in the sports bar. And a special for Roosters Radio fans, we'll be hosting live at the Clovelly for games two and three. So come and join us for $20 jugs of VB. Trivia and pass the ball competitions, plus cheer on the Blues as they take on the Maroons. To book your spot, head on over to clovellyhotel.com.au. Yeah, yeah, Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well now, boys, time to look at the game this weekend. Saturday night, SCG, we're taking on the Storm. Number two on the ladder. They're in good form at the moment. It's a 5.30pm kickoff. Silky, you were um, you were actually around the club today and at the training session. Have you got any insights for us for this weekend? Well, Bells, I, you know, I'm sworn to secrecy, but uh, I can safely say that uh, the boys were looking sprightly on the training paddock. Um, I think there were a few home truths mentioned uh, during the video session earlier today, but no, on the on the on the track they all looked well. Look, we get our um, as do both teams get our uh, state of origin stars back, so uh, it's going to be a mouth watering game. I did note also that Jerome Hughes is back for the Storm, so that's a big tick for them. Look, Bells, we'll be out there at five thirty. Uh, looking forward to hosting up at the Captain's Club. I like the five thirty kickoff too because it means you can head up to Pato for a beer afterwards. So, Absolutely, uh, I'll be definitely uh, available for a drink after the match. But the match itself, um, where will we find you? Find you somewhere at the Club Hotel oh, or, or Artie's Bar? I don't know where. I'll, no, I'll be somewhere on Oxford Street, I think. And will you be drinking those? Oh, d- look out! Ginger exotics, those ginger and rums. Oh, who knows? Didn't they just do? It up depends the on the result. They just do up the Pato Inn. Pato, I think he goes a bit further south. Oh, like, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's, found a, he's found a couple of uh, bars <laughs> where mostly frequented by male. The wine fans. bar around the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now uh, back to the footy. Look, our boys need to show up and play for a full eighty minutes. Pretty okay. simple. Uh, the error rate, the discipline. They've got to get that out of their game. There's a reason why Melbourne are second on the ladder. I thought our performance, and we've talked about it the last couple of weeks on the show against Penrith, the first 30 minutes we competed. Well, if we're going to beat Melbourne, we need to compete for 80. How about that? Absolutely. Bells, how do you see it? Yes, it's going to be a tough game on Saturday night. And as you mentioned, the Origin players are back. Um, you know, they will be getting Harry Grant and Munster and Coates back. And, you know, obviously Teddy Toops and, you know, our boys are back, Lindsay as well. Uh, it's it'll be a tough one, definitely, and and I just totally agree with Silky. We just have to not the errors really have to come down, and our discipline, and um, you know, just we need that flowing football, hitting the line straight, going straight, no more sideways, flowing football, and just the halves to combine. I think that was lacking a little on the weekend as well, and just for them to combine, and and we'll be sweet as apples. Inside scoop, I did see Sam Walker and Luke Carey. 
um, in with the assistant coaches for some quite time. So I guess that was probably a big talking about them combining, um, getting to the kicks probably on their last tackle and I guess competing. They've got to compete for 80 minutes this well, week. There's a, there's a scoop for Roosters Radio fans. <laughs> Absolutely. Straight from Roosters HQ. Yeah, you can't get closer like than Like it, Blakey. Now, how do you see the game, mate? Well, yeah, your... I was going to ask yeah. you, Blakey. We've got a butcher, a baker. We just need a candlestick maker. Who do you think is going to stand up? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, Lindsay Collins comes back from the state of origin, so hopefully he pulls up okay. So I think if they if they work up the middle pretty early and and they use a tough and grind and grind out the footy and can complete and can get to the, you know, complete for about 80 minutes, they've definitely got a good shot at making it. So like I said, they've got a lot of state of origin players too, Melbourne returning. So um, I think it all varies on how they pull up, but, you know, we're playing at home, you know, we're playing at home 5.30 yep. and hopefully we get a win and we need the two points to make sure we, we start at the top of the ladder. Yeah, and I think the Saturday makes a bit of a difference, Silky. So you've gone from Wednesday to Saturday for both teams. Yep. Not much turnaround time, so the uh, little masseuse's fingers will be pretty sore on uh, Saturday morning, <laughs> I can assure you. But uh, you're just rubbing out some of those corks and injuries and, and battering and bruising from Wednesday night's clash. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right, Bush. Now, you've been doing a lot of work yourself personally on belief. I think the boys will have to have the belief that they can match it for the full 80 minutes with the storm on Saturday afternoon. But how do you, how do you see this game panning out? Mate, I've got to tell you, I think it's an opportunity for the Roosters to turn their season back around. We've been a little bit clunky, and I think the confidence is there with the combinations. I think the belief is there, but the message seems to be mixed. And I think around this time with Origin, we need to stand up. Our younger players need to stand up. We've got some real big talent. Luke Kieran and Sam Walker's combination is going to be a huge you know, deciding factor in this game. I think their kicking game is going to be good. To have Suwali back in the side, Joey Manu back in the centres, Hopefully Daniel Tupu's back. Remember, he's he's getting a bit older and Origin will knock him around a bit. They will come to play Queensland Wednesday and they'll target him, I reckon. So I hope that all of our players do come back in the squad, of course, including our captain, Teddy. But belief, Silky, on the belief side, you only saw what happened in 189 and we went back to back. And that was on the back of belief, on the back of working with the coach, Risper. So let's hope they're channeling him and uh, they get up against Melbourne on Saturday night and turn the season around. Well, let's go around the grounds. Uh, let's start with you, Bells. Score prediction, please. I think it's going to be a tight one, guys. Um, I'm picking 20 to 18. 20 to 18. A few yeah, points. Tight it, one. Eh? Oh, yeah. Blake? Uh, I'm going with 22 to 14. 22 to 14. Okay. So there's a few tries in this game, guys. Don't mind it. I don't mind it, Blake. I'm going to go 18 16. 18 16? Yeah. Well, listen, historically, and we've been to a lot of these games, they're one point games. They are. So oh, I'm going to say <laughs> Roosters 13. Storm 12. Who's kicking wow. our field goal? Who's kicking our field goal? Luke Keary and Terrell May to score in the corner with about three minutes to go. How about that? Wow. wow. Oh, there you go. Now, that's right, listen, a prediction. There's that's a for prediction sure. for you. That'll pay all right. You're impressed with Terrell May, aren't you? Yeah. Look, I just want him to get more football, more Bl time on the on the first. Look, one thing we didn't touch on, you know, is Fletcher Baker I, came I, off the bench. I'm glad you said that. that. I was about to ask Blake. And, uh, you know, I think we're just a bit of confidence, but- these younger players, this is where they get their opportunity during state of origin period. So, you know, the likes of Terrell May, the Egan Butchers, the Fletcher Bakers, they get more football, which leaves us in good stead for semi-final time. I'm going to exclude both Egan and Fletcher because Egan pointed out last year he's a genuine first grader and he's obviously come back with a bit of injury. And But Fletcher Baker has really, really impressed me with his confidence and his belief. His offloading has been incredible. 
he got into a bit of a melee with the uh, the big red-headed raider um, on the weekend, and that, you know he just showed he didn't back down. Blakey, how do you see him? I mean, he's really seemed to have just emerged as a footballer, a little bit like Lindsay Collins did just a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely. I thought last year when they had to go away for six months, and he developed his football really well. He, he's a kid from Musselbrook that's come down as a Jersey flag. He's actually a back rower. Yep. So Robbo's actually turned him to a middle forward, and you can see that offload, see that kind of footy that he's got as a back rower. He's turning that into a front rower's game. Mm. So. I felt like last year he, he really turned turned a corner in being a regular first grader, and I think you know throughout years to come he'll definitely be a rooster for sure. Well, that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our very special guest, our head of pathways and New South Wales women's under nineteen coach Blake Cavallaro. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. He's to win. win. Let's